0: Okay, welcome to this week's Augusta podcast. But wrestling is sweet and amazing. Anyway, on this let's go to it. Okay, let's start with the Raw recaps, recap shows. Let's start with Raw. The Usos versus Matt Riddle coming on with the three attack belts. WWE didn't waste any time at top of the show, getting right to the action with the match to the Attack attacking championship. The Usos thought they found a way easy way out. Zayn and Skilkoa were there to support Jimmy and Jay Uso, Tom about on earlier in the day when Elias taken on backstage over the Bud line. Later, Jimmy claimed the match was canceled. Riddle came out claiming he found a new partner. Kevin Owens joined joined fight for a tag title. K.O. started against Jay and beat him to the matter right away. So as Riddle turned things around, then the crusher break by slaying Riddle in the corner with two tags. Bro began to show some signs of life, but finally tagging Owens. A good, good amount of time for making the competitive contest. All four men looking good. Felt like oh, how a couple of other tag tying attack tag, tag matches contest we have seen. Good and sad and reason. Challenges being a bit of a odd couple. The useless were able to retain the titles by pinning Riddle with the 1D. The Fire chased the bloodline on with a chair but then sees course staying behind to beat a Riddle by himself. The trademarks more spike. To basically, it was based on post match assault by Sakoa. So, yeah, so Usos are still the champion, and pretty much, yeah. All right, Oscar versus Bailey versus Rhea Ripley. Bailey was out first for a triple threat tag tag match against Oscar and Rhea Ripley. The winner about bound the winner of the entire triple threat to see who gets the next shot at Bianca Belair in the wrong Women's Championship. Before the match began, Bailey and Becky Lynch had a confrontation in the ring. As the match tried to leave, he was made an out by Ripley. Stared down before the nightmare goes to, got to the ring. The Empress hit Bailey with a drop kick as soon as the bell rang. Ripley prevented from capitalizing at the moon model was thrown with throwing rings. Gun and Ripley could fight Britt, but she didn't stay for long. Bailey and Oscar were forced to work together. An attempt to neutralize a nightmare, but their alliance broke down almost immediately. The match was a lot of fun, gave all three women a chance to look good on the way. Everyone was laying their strikes, indeed, it's only for their opponents like pros. <gasps> they are. They found several ways to leave all three competitors in spots, like they're not one the two c- tribes. While Ritley Ridley sees like safer terms at times, Bailey was the one who ended up scoring the win. The nightmare took out the race to Oscar once the match was over. Yeah, pretty much that happened. So, hmm. So, yeah. So, Ripley took out the frustration Oscar and it was pretty much it. Alright, next one. Austin Theory with Fausta Lee, US title. Rollins and Lashley will meet next week in a number for the US title, but they couldn't wait seven days to get their hands on each other. P. Williams ended up taking the sphere when a bunch of officials tried to break it up. The next match saw Mufasa Ali get his top shot at the United States Championship against Austin Derry. The champion started dominance early on and overpowered Ali to take control. The, for- the former Chicago cop keep trying to find a way to make a comeback, but Derry continued to push him around most of the time. This was a solid competitive performance. Two young stars with both one not proved in the top spot in, in 2023. Even though Ali been booed terribly in recent months, he continued to put on fantastic matches. Mm-hmm. However, they came close to a dangerous spot. We're a hurricane top rope. Dig, they, maybe they both men, pretty fine, covered the right way with Toyo DT. They, they gave Ali a near fall, and in one spot, with just good display of skills. That was Ziggler showed up and hit there with Super kid. nowhere to call it qualification. Ali got in his face for costing the tie that allowed Derry to take both men down when they distracted. While the ending was not ideal, the fact that, that Derry has Ziggler, Ali, Lashley, and Rollins all chasing the U.S. title makes it feel like one of the most saw after the belts in all of WWE. The LC versus it, it, Alpha Academy Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. A Styles and Corbin got to during the board games, almost the end having a six man tag against Corbin at the Academy. The new wrestling guy, a final one, started their team since they had their argument, led to the bout. Corbin used to side advantage to take Styles down early, but back too much, allowed the opponent to recover. The match has somewhat slow pace for several minutes, but not in the bad way. Everyone was obeying the rule tagging in and out, trying to get 100 miles per hour, a save for the final sequence. This was a textbook WWE six man match. Now... Really got two out of hand, but it never reached the level of excitement to expect for any match involving styles. It was a decent, but not the run right home about. After the fun exchange with six competitors brought things are close, Gallus and Anderson hit Gable with the magic killer for the win. Yeah, that was pretty much a six-man tag. Mm, yeah. Alright, a character sub is Dominic Mysterio. Add the game to argument during the poker game. tazam Mysterio submit for a singles match with Dom k now, with Hard Judgment Day stable. Mm-hmm. The Japanese superstars uses speed and agility to control his younger opponent for the first minute. But Dominic centered in the middle term Michael saw his momentum. Tozawa, misses Singer center turn for the top so Mysterio can't buy the hint of for the win. This was a quick match, quick match that didn't do much on the give Mysterio, to the easy win. Yeah, Dominic is, is getting good, but, you know, yeah, whatever. Alright, mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, okay, um, yeah. Um, Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross. The, the second triple threat match for women's division closed the show where Lynch, Bliss, and Nick Cross got fighting to see who will fade Bailey next week. The winner of the match will get Tasha against Belair in the future. Cross ended leaving the ring, so we can watch Bliss and Lynch out a nice exchange near Falls. County We trying to get back to the ring, and the man took her down with a baseball slide drop kick. Cross used our undefined side of offense take both women out right before the first commercial bank. Big time backs begin to dominate when we return. All the women were styles, but all versatile too. That allowed them to put on the front of the counter, I was almost good. The other triple It was on night. The first battle was slightly more aggressive to the pace of it. EF Sky, the Kai, came out and interfered to prevent the man from winning the power bomb by power bomb through the downstable. to the, dance table. the guys to hit a twist of bliss for the win. So here's my thoughts on Raw. It was okay, but still needs improvements. Yeah. Alright, we're going to the NXT recap now. Uh uh okay um let's start with mm, let's start with Aaron survivor qualifier exon versus ron wagner versus andre trace let's start with that andre trace wiped up both opponents with these teeth implanted ron wagner with a Crossbody by A.M. snucked in with a golden ratio depend Big Man. This is surprisingly engaging three men who have limited history. Wagner and XCM has commercially explored, which WWE should highlight. It's surprising to see the superhero pick up the win, but it's clear the most talented in former of the three who adds so much in the men's Iron Survivor Challenge. Especially when he starts the match. Warrior did pick up another loss, while Chase cannot catch many breaks. But we'll have stories to tell coming out of this. Yeah, excellent defeat Wagner Chase by Pinfall to qualify in the mint Iron Survivor Challenge. Well mostly I'll re- mostly I'm again as I added I will review the the Ring of Honors battle final battle, so stay tuned, like for the it'll be on it'll air it'll be put on Monday. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. So I'm sorry, yeah okay. In this sheer, to def- laid out Brian Bryson and Montana and this year attacked Bryson Montana for the match with Jair Burnell Big body giant suddenly put a handshake and into the ring so Togon via so declined to fight the Creed so They are him to healthy Previous and Creed were not having and has had to keep them away from the big men This was a segment for massive Well, it continued to highlight the view of Indusia and the Creed's was well, it's just a brand's highest angle the moment Delaying the match made beneficial anything and keep building also, gave the fun spot for now, who's finding his way as a to heel. He decided to take, try and take an easy one or avoid in the sheer. He took the safe option. Alright. Tony DeAndre take quick work on Eon Ixon Quinn, ready for the freshman suplex. The dog called out Wesley, Grand an answer. DeAndre interrupted and warned the both men to keep his name out of their mouths. And, yeah. Uh, Lee has two entry rivals signing up for the story. He is North America, Cheshire Reign. D'Angelo remains one of the W's most protected acts when his unfortunate injury as Lee, while Dijak is a talented one who just his two potential. And saying it looks like the three will miss deadlines. Sadly, I hope my NXT will feature his few problems at the end of the year. It makes up a miss this the peer review. How that might have fallen. Quinn was still- completely squashed in the fourth match. WWE to release him sooner and use him seriously any longer. Yeah, pretty much, you know. Honestly, Quinn was somewhat of a failure, but he'll back up. Well, there's also Impact Wrestling. There's also there's always Impact Wrestler New Japan Strong. So that's there. Yeah. Anyway, Charlie Dempsey versus Hank Walker. Charlie Dempsey, and Regal's son, wore on Hank Walker on the mat with technical offense, made him tap out with cross Cav. Crossface combination. What the? Eh, alright. This is a fire in his ass match, building the danger of Dempsey as a competitor, but Walker's not a type of wrestling can challenge on the rings, so there's much to see him. It'll be see, interesting to watch how Dempsey develops. He is Willow Mingle's son, which puts him a lot of expectations on him. He can't talk like his father yet. His in ring work still come along, but it could all click, you can, If it all could click, he'd be special. So yeah, the new day erupted pretty deadly. Okay, pretty deadly to tell the story of the Christmas fun. Of course, how any time could challenge them, challenge them the new day and then a shock around to challenge to kill wilson elton prince at deadline coffee kingston and xavier woods made a special surprise experience and team a very welcome surprise it gave pretty deadly arrival for saturday when setting a question where i could pull off up and upsetting against the like, main roster tandem the new day are one of the most best tag teams in the world while it may not sense for kingston and woods to win the goal at this time they are a rare team that can generally outmatch pretty deadly which is telling them to appeal unstoppable, unstoppable against any other teams in NXT. Also, at this point, WWE has set it up pretty deadly as an instant success on the main roster with their le- recent list of opponents. So that's pretty much then. Uh-huh. Okay, we got Isla Don versus Dia Hall with Chase U. do Constance not happy on this match, while under Chase try to cheer on Dia Hill. <sighs> anyway, I Don hit a pair of standing elbow jumps for the win, but after stopping Hale's attempt to the rally after where Albert Freya attacked Dawn until officials broke it up. there, there wasn't much to see here. It could have been helpful to show Kosta more of Don's offense instead of the true crawl to have finished a three-minute contest. What worked much better was the continuation build up Freya and Dawn. This coming off as a last stand of Freya before it hits the main roster. She's doing what she can to make this feud even more matter through her body language. See, so that's that, so yeah. Malik Blade and Edris Enuf versus Josh Briggs and, and Brooke Jensen. So, yeah. Flocklander ride to brawl with Austin Jones outside. Left both Aaron Anoff and Aloff and Malik distracted. Brooke Jensen caught Enuf with heel, Hill. Considered for a high low combination. Josh Briggs with a win. Honestly, I'm going to say this. This was disappointing. There are talented teams that thought stuck in a miniature matchup on a night when there's room for more. Aaron... Like, Evolve, could continue to benefit more in rain time, you know? Like, rain time. Just, honestly, the action song was fine. There was no reason anyone involved should get squashed. While the strategy itself finished, Enoch and Blade had earned a bit more respect. Good for them. Yay. Alright. I am our qualifier for the females Indy Hartwell versus Wendy Cho. Wendy to... Uh, Val and Helene. Okay. When Lee Cho caught Helen with a color glass splash, but Indy Hartwell threw Cho out, caught Hindley with a one-on-fire for the win. Austin is about the level of the menstrual threat, but they all three worked hard to make the most of spotlight. Hartwell got the store in the match, picked up the win thanks to opposite tactics. Well was the right choice for Indy Hartwell to win. Like wrestling to win. She fits the this best given her experience while she has a to prove herself a deadline She got her in the main roster Call up as she works her best So yeah Both Cho and Henley Would have been more interested In addition to the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge Than Kyan James The match is set up as However James Will show that she deserves a spot In a big spotlight So yeah Basically her role To be Henley Chu By pinfalling In the final spot In the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge And you know Yeah good for her Let's go with the, the Grayson's wall effect with men's iron survive Challenge competitors at the main event. The Grayson wall effect was a talk-heavy segment everyone put themselves over, while it got annoyed and started brawling between the guests that divided into group from making an exit to let us brawl and battle out. While the group fight talent the most of them did not sound good in this segment. Case talked about the penalty box, but character. JD McDougat talked about hurting people selling his intellect as he previously. Honestly, Ason is a limited talker, Kyle Hayes, and they are not talking about the key to control of the segment. This segment is made for them, but played the second fiddle, the competitors is less likely to win on Sunday. So honestly, the match should be the match would be good, but the hype for this men's is very low. Now, this is why Final Battle is a better pay-per-view than Deadline. That's my opinion. Alright, let's go to the Dynamite recap. Mm-hmm. Alright, let's start with Dynamite. Battle Royale, Diamond, Diamond Battle Royale, whatever it was. The participants, I'll say. <sighs> Alright, Ricky Starrs, Jungle Boy, The Butcher, The Blade, Dustin Rose, Orange Cassidy, Brian Cage, Lee Mariotti, Ethan Page, Kip Sabian, Matt Hardy, Captain Sean Dean, Dalton Castle. So, it all began a week ago when so as won the Diamond Ring Battle Royale, began the process of taking everything NJF, beginning with $150,000 on ring, and then it went to come in with the AEW world title. He kicked off the quest Wednesday night by making good his first part prize his promise, winning the Battle Royal by eliminating both Hardy and Paige. The contest featured some story, solid storytelling and introduction to new story for to the a boy versus the Fern, the latest and ongoing program for the most all Eagle and Hardy. While well, most Battle Royals are not the dogs, a cheap way to steal a house or take up a long segment to television. Now, I told that's the purpose then we'll have effects, we and will have reaching effects, at least should. a clip, in one of the best hummus segments of the year, Victor and, and Jim ripped his post on Celebration, taking personal blood shots at each other on the mic. They hide the hell in next week's match, had fans of darks dogs adopted hometown of Red Hot Austin, Red Hot Sick Babyface, the company. Often over things, trying to try to be clever, and mostly because of the guy in power position in the company, I was perfectly executed. Create a ton of intrigue to run next week's main event. So yeah, Starks won the battle royale. Proceeds to smoke NJ on the mic. That was a great segment. If you ever missed this, that was a great promo post match segment. It was pretty good. Like and like and like Starks came to spear NJ, Yeah, next week will be big. So yeah, um. All right, mm, yeah. All right, TNT champion Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe. Darby Allen bit up more he could chew Wednesday night when he challenged Samoa Joe for a TNT champion more than a year to London with the gold. let earlier. Joe, literally, face painted anti-hero, tossing around the ring side like a rag doll. Allen's body splatter on the coffee floor. Dominant actual momentary combat ten saw score near fall off a of cold red. Ill fated attempt at coffin drop, land him in the white arms of Joe, who put him in a sleep in the car clutch for the submission victory. Mm hmm. A postman beat down the king's street and hold it, a little rush to the ring, takes his full halt, full off. So, yeah, this is almost comfortable kind to watch at times. It, it, it bumped the island, feeling closer and closer to dealing with a separate energy injury. I mean, on the other hand, there was a pressing display of brutal brutality by Joe. Had discovered his killer inch, edge and now need to go on one last great run. The pending match of should be a ton of fun and a battle of the two the better big man in the company. All right, let's go to Casinelli, Yuta versus Garcia and Hager. Casinelli will challenge Jericho for the Ring of our World Championships and a night in final battle. With the win, he will gain the title and never ship loss, a defeat that was seen before us to join uh, Go Preaching Society. <sighs> <sighs> oh. First though, the Swiss Superman team with Blackpool, comment Plot team member Willa Yuda against Jake Hager and the Orange Pure Champion Daniel Garcia. A hard-fought, ultra competitive tag team match saw the Heel isolate Yuda until the hot tag. Costinelli brought the baby faces back to it. Later, Haber's from the Heels informed Mysterio submission side Costinelli to counter an ankle lock, deliver an uppercut of the win. After the match, of pre-tape. Pack, video package served as a swan saw for Regal, who revealed his actions I figured it would be a final lesson to, that he could teach his black bullet combat plum oh, one step ahead. always stay one step ahead, always keep your eyes on the back of your heads. The match was fine with what it was, but the writing was so numb that everyone involved in the BBC and yeah, was more of the same. Nothing new or really interesting added to it. I Honestly, like Castanelli looked great as always, but. Yuta and Garcia, high school, apparently what they were months ago. Nothing about this man, maze match made this match sign much more interesting in my book. So, I do going to be a good show. Regal said goodbye, we raised up. And Moss appeared emotional. Added to the gravity, T, T, to the situation. Okay, now we got the Jamie interview. Women's trio match. Let's start with the interview, uh, Tony Shavan sat down and interviewed the AW Women's World Champion Jamie Hayter, who was the challenge to the winner of The Bunny vs. Hikaru Shida, Friday's Rampage, Backing Arena, Sky Blue, Max and Ray, Kira Hogan Battle, as Champion Jay Cargill, Red Velvet, and well, Leela Gray. The heels looked over blue throughout the commercial break, but Hot Tag, the Hogan sparked the comeback. Four man out of the bags explode into the match. High Cargill reeling into a match with Spine Buster and had a chance of upset. Rain Tag then quickly fell to Jade and Cargill remained unbeaten. This was too rushed to matter with a giant heat section taking place during the break and Hogan's hot tag being resident to a minute or so for a TBS champion so the spotlight scored a win. It's clear that Hogg is headed for a title right now everyone Thing with Cargill feels like it is on autopilot and she continues the wins but showing no signs of evolution would destroy any any game in this site. So pretty much yeah, like Jay Cargill, like mostly I see versus Sasha Banks in a future dynamite. I wanna see that to happen. But the but the J Hader interview with it could be it could be like Jikar Shida versus Jamie hater for the AW Women's championship. Kind of unification. So yeah. So yeah. Now we go to the main event. The AW World Tag Team Championship match, the acclaim versus FTR. The must the most much like attention I mean the the much anticipated match between the acclaim and FTR for the former AW World Tag Team Champion headline Wednesday's broadcast. We have some Red Hot offense from Bowens, Mass Caster, that's Hardwood, Cash Wheeler, Caesar control worked over the ladder throughout the commercial. Hot tat to bones allowed the chance to stay in the match as action picked up the frenzy pace. Near near fall huge drama with at height, 2 teams, straight straight signature, finishing finishing mirrors. I also at the series of back to near fall, back to back near falls. We really executed a bomb bomb for a and pin over cast over only for a caster counter and hoped his legs for the win. Also this was again a good match. That probably should have been better. That was hurt by the rush back stretch. Until time was running out, they jam packed a number of spots on the back, and he probably could have been stood to, to breathe a bit. tear clearly went bit too, but tag team conservation, conservation work with team only helped Bowen's and Castle Grove's wrestlers. This was a nice taste of what tag team two teams are capable of, but we need a paper showdown to get the full effect. After the match, Gun Club revealed that Atea will defend the orange tag titles against the Briscoe Saturday night at bright up battle consider the history between these teams the reaction of friends social media for the first two matches desire to see them do battle against tackling on as I thought that was as backwards, backwards at least say and further evidence though power may not realize that what they have in for Hardwood and Wheeler. So yeah that's pretty much what happened in the main event and for dynamite it was a pretty good dynamite episode it was good, I wish more shows could have been seen, so that was the Dynamite Recap, now for the SmackDown Recap. Okay, now for the SmackDown Recap. Alright, starting with the undisputed tag team championship match, Sheamus and Butch versus The Uso. WWE wasted a little time Friday night kicking off the show with the hotly anticipated title defense. Sami Zayn and Sokola the champions while Ridge and Holland second the challengers. A competitive match saw Sheamus and Bush push their twin opponents to break a defeat, only a perfect timed 1-D from Usos and an expert reference from Zayn to ensure that the historical run on Jimmy and Jay continue. Sheamus is in the midst of one of the greatest reassurances we have ever seen in WWE, and we cannot change here. He was arguably the best wrestling this match, elevated from a ready an ex- excellent product, come to expect from those involved. Zane assisted the, the Usos retaining, helping further that the element of the storyline with- while protecting the babyfaces faces from the clean loss. A great start to the show, and the ladies and the phenomenal in ring output both teams, which would have graded out even higher without commercial erupting- interruptions. Okay. That's what. Yeah, that's my honest I to say. It was also a great start to the show, like. Yeah, the latest and phenomenal in-ring input both teams, so it would have been good, even without the without the commercial eruptions. So, Ellie and I call out Bray Wyatt. Let's go to that. Um, Ellie and I hit the ring next. Eager call up Bray Wyatt for sneak attacks that left him injured over the last month. The recent the recent NXT export port aired footage. Headlining the mask Wyatt wore the return of Extreme Rules, lurking in the background of evidence of his former Universal Champion involvement in his injuries. We got a video interrupting featuring Uncle Howdy er- urged Wyatt to do it and Knight deserved it ends with the mask Enigma suggesting the door is closing. So here's my my take on it. This was an interesting for few reasons. notably the fact that Knight is playing paying attention, actually calling out hints that Wyatt and Baldwin has been popping on television for weeks now. And honestly, in this Audi video, a woman's voice can be heard in the background, echoing the sentiments of a central figure. Why is it possible to share without isolating it? The voice sounded like Alexa Bliss. The same Bliss was Jump Jack or said, Why is Mind Games Monday Night? So, yeah. So, Wyatt vs. Night may have been the most obvious first program for the former comeback, but it has some, featured some solid storytelling, and an eventual match will go a long way in telling us exactly what this inner car shit of Wyatt is going to be all about. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, hit row. Hit row like uh, hit row interrupts back of raiders versus Lego del Fantasma. The Viking Raiders return to the square Circle, accompanied by Valhalla, looking to continue their established dominance. This so they would have to defeat Lego del Fantasma's crew de Zorro and Joe Queen Wild, accompanied by Vizina Vega and Santos Escobar? What the match, for really settled just grew Hit Row, B-Fab provided an distraction, line Top Della and Ashton, the Dodgers tapped behind, the Bayface team laid out the competition while B-Fab sent Valhalla to Vega as Hit Row finally stood up for themselves and refused to be walked all over. It was nice to see these three teams featured in this segment, only that establishes the foundation of a tag team division on SmackDown. The Usos have reigned for so long and have been so dominant, and it feels, though, there is no competition for them. Like, and honestly, booking a segment like this keeps all three teams at the forefront allows fans to get familiar with the next in line to Jimmy and Jay's throne. In the process, it sets up a set of fresh matchups between those involved. Top of that, it gives aside a feud of BFAB vs Valhalla vs Vega, a program featuring women's wrestling that is not central to the title scene. So, yeah, basically like that. Ricochet and the New Day vs. Apiram. so let's talk about that. What started as a contract side for next week's Intercontinental Championship match between Ricochet and Gunther ended with New Day's Kofi Kings Sabre Woods backing up one and only in a verbal exchange to the six-man tag match. The match featured among of of the most babyfaces Galen Gunther and Gunther, Imperium's teammates Giovanni Veit, Vinci, and Ludwig Graz Kaiser, good as one to expect from the six competitors involved. The heels built heat by isolating Woods and Kingston at different points in the match. Hot tag to Ricochet in the showdown with the ring general. Yachin testified that passing passing him escalating to a Kingston rocked Kaiser with the trouble in paradise. Ricochet putting in wave with a win. This was a night table settler for next week's title match. Ricochet looked great and honestly building momentum for himself while booking the position in a real contender to Gunther's title. Does he stand a chance at actually being the Australian? No, but the Chicago fans should be red hot for when only in his quest to dethrone the ring general. This also highlights the New Day will challenge the Pity Deadly for the NXT tag titles Saturday NXT deadline. I'm not going to see it. I'm here for R.H. final battle. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we also have Liv Morgan and Tegan versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Now we got backstage, Karen Cross and she word of warning to ring Mr. Honestly staring at injured foot as he walked out of the trailer room. It was a next direction for the former NXT champion. It should help him get on over the top tier heels, supposedly. If you know for the reason, it's clear the door for the Master of the 619. In the arena, Lynn, Marketing and Knox made their way to the ring for a tag team showdown with Shane Bislett and the SmackDown with his champion Ronda Rousey. <clears throat> The heels worked over Knox early and often cutting her off from the partner until a hot tag sparked a comeback for the baby faces. Morgan exploded into the ring, taking the fight to Basil, being mocked and top by Rousey. And later in the match, Raquel agreed and made her way to the side, distracting Rousey, allowing Knox to deliver the shining wizard, Basil, for the pinfall victory. Like most segments, featured the SmackDown Wiz Chant division. Rush and develop worse yet was placed in a newly returned Knox in a position of weakness as the Bay faced apparel riding and letting her receive a hot tag. Yes, Morgan is more recognized and has a strong connection to the fans, but it's the best way to stash one of these spotlight in the Thailand. But she was over at the summit. Knox could have been benefited from that, but that was said lucky to score the win after an interference from Rodriguez. This is honestly backwards booking. That helps no one and makes the baby faces look amorous and ongoing problem for anyone not named at Friday nights. We go to the actual main event, Krangle's birthday celebration. Krangle celebrated his birthday on a closing angle of Friday show. It was it was not great. Like the Olympic Gold medalist homecoming was able to quickly like Jack Gaber, over Alpha Academy who dominated the segment angle without input input or any real significance. Honestly, honestly, he headed to the back for re-emerging with a fellow gold medalist, Gable Stevenson, then proceeded the Dallas the Heels and Milk as owed to the Timeless 2001 Angle. Like the Hall of Famer was barely allowed to address the fans' hometown instead of playing second or third fiddle in a segment that hyped on his name. It was a continuation of questionable usage that dates back to Angle's previous run with the company. Angle deserves this, more probably has earned more than this. Yes, they put great gable at forefront, gay fans, the image of Stevenson staying alongside Angle, but there are times when legend should be highlighted, and this was such a moment. There was a rare miss from a Triple H early, or worst segment of television in his regime. Thoughts on SmackDown, and the matches were good, but put Angle's birthday celebration was horrible to say the least. Yeah, the SmackDown matches were okay, but the celebration at the end of the show with Krangle, it was horrible. I don't know what Triple H is thinking, or Bulldog, or triple nose man as he called I'll the fuck way to fuck stupid stupid i don't know he's that stupid or retarded let's let's look at that all right let's go to a rampage recap john moxley versus kanosuke takashi rampage open with takashi moxley arranging the ring ready to fight they circled around each other a bit we're locking up to the first time rematch moxley won the previous counter so takashi was taking a slow approach at first to feel masi where he could find weakness in his armor after a few moments, Mox put him on his hand to show respect, but he slacked Kakashi before he could shake it. Act of disrespect immediately changed the feel of the match. The 7th skip physicality was a nice follow up from the first encounter in July Fighter Fest. Kakashi came close to waiting a few times, he getting kicked out of the Death Rider, unable to side the bulldog choke. So that was basically the matchup. And in Hangman Page ran down, brought up with the former World Champion at the match until the Backpull Comic Club broke things up. So yeah, like the match ended with when you know when you when you get choked out of the bulldog choke, but Moxley retained won the match, and we have the brawl between Hangman Page and Moxley. So I don't know what's gonna happen. So yeah, pretty much. We got all right. We got Heiko versus the Bunny, the Regina die Wave Championship on the line. when Hikarshida defending the belt against the Bunny on this week's show. The buddy tried to use some dirty tactics to take control, but the opening was looking for a cane, she' misses a fine move, middle rope, she finds herself with defense, not a crucial break. She was beginning to make a comeback when we return. Patty Ford, Rushida's stick into the ring, strap and be from Edwards and making a three count. Rashida man sh- maintain upper hand and get the pin to retain her title. And this is what I gotta say, this was a decent match, but there were a few spots that could have looked better. At least they have a decent amount of, to work this week, you know? Alright, we got the lead Mariah and Big Bill versus Clayton Bloodstain and Izzy James. Two jobbers, Izzy and Clayton, were paired up to face the duo, Mariah and newly Christian Big Bill Mori- Morrison. This was a definition of squash match, obviously, in with two single names for being the local talents at one of two fun moments, but let ultimately just make firm seem relevant. The, gray is reflect- the match reflected the fact that the match felt somewhat pointless, in my opinion. It could have aired on Dark, but everyone did a decent job what they had to work with. It did not offer enough opportunities for anything interesting in my book. All right, we go to the main event, Orange Cassie versus Trent Seven. Orange Cassidy tasked with defending all anti-chairs to get the mystery opponent. This week, the mystery man ended up being Trent Seven. Forming UK, UK Mustache Mountain, there's a reasonable, sensible start. Both men pose, but Seven begins to upload stiff chops that almost took Cassie down. probably Ford accompanied Cassie Kipp, to drive off Kip's savings of the ring, ran away to get the butcher, the blade, and the bunny so he can fight the best friends in the back. He casts it with Seven and Sabian right side. So, yeah, Cassie ends up using Sabian's advantage when he pulled away a suicide dive. Seven after kicking out of best moves, Cassie was able to get the pin with his finisher, Sabian immediately capped him after the belt, Dustin Rose came to help Cassie end the show on a positive note. So honestly, here's my opinion. This was a fun and frantic match for standout points. It could be interesting if Stan Van points out, points out the AEW or RHA ties soon. My thoughts on Rampage, they could have ran a test pattern at the Moxley-Taxi match. This still would have been the ramp, best Rampage, honestly, in a long time, so yeah. So yeah, mhm. Alright, yeah, uh, yeah. Alright, let's go to the news stories. AEW sources say uh, AECD's claims about William Regal are not true, false. There have been a lot of drama going on in AEW locker room recent months involving various names. The Neil Snowball was the all-out incident with CM Punk went for frustration with Page. Cole Caban and the Elite were getting a backstage brawl with the Elite. There was an incident where Kingston pay Guevara and brawler Andrade and Guevara. The former AEW star EC3 claimed that William Regal was frustrated with time not taking up his fall first. to coach them. Every shows thought the manager had maturity issues. He recently reported, previously reported, Regal has parted for AEW and will re- return to WWE after the, the new year when his contract and rival promotion expires this month. But BJ Bethel's uh, B- oh yeah, BJ Bethel of S- uh, SC Scoops reports that several AEW sources claim that the claims made by EC3 about Regal was not true and blasted Carter for falling out-, out there. One source described it as completely inc- inaccurate. Another source noted Carter, EC3, and James are being frustrated to sell as not landing jobs in AEW. Neither nor or Wilson have ever been with that company. <coughs> yeah. The report, the report cited source started... Where stated there was no formal coaching session or something that was scheduled down like that. Usually you would go down to the ring, help someone, and the word would spread like, Hey, wiggles down in the ring. The sense starts to continue by knowing that Dustin Rhodes trains younger women's wrestlers on the roster. say that Brian had worked with people regularly and sessions including talent that appears regularly on a Rampage. And here's more from this. I can't believe, honestly, this is a story our source said. It's complete bullshit. There was no schedule. You had to go on the ring. People blew it off. Regal was never going to flat tell someone they had to come to the ring. So he coached them. Regal would work with someone. People would go down, show up. A lot of people took advantage of it. Other fans do it all the time. It's also it was always a younger women and men. Sometimes someone would work. Someone went down. One sometimes it can be quite a few people down. It was quite, totally informal. Like another in source that noted that Regal would sit and talk with guys from stands to get point of fans point of view. The, the, the person praised Regal being nice to the camera guys because they knew they made town look good on television. Regal has been an on-screen manager at Backpool Comic Club since debuting AEW March before he turned on Moxley by costing the AEW World Heavyweight Champion by A.D. Minja. Yeah. The AEW World Title Championship attacked Regal last week on Dynamite, which was done to write him up on TV. So yeah, all these shit about Regal being calling a company immature were false. Like, EC3 is like... Like a bum. You know, he, he don't need to be an AEW. Right? He's to go back to WWE. He's a fucking bum. Fuck the lying bums. Fuck those bums. Alright, Eddie, let's go to the Ray Paquette. She signed two different AEW contracts, talent producer for three years. Let's talk about that. Fuck EC3. Paquette appeared on the Sports Media Podcast with Richard D. Shit to talk about jury for WWE AEW and her work doing video content for shit. Con- Bagels like, I am not born and bred felt an NFL diehard fan. But I will say I haven't been, have been moved to the United States. I've been here for 10 years. I've get around, started in New York. Went to Las Vegas. Now we're back in Cincinnati. Like, I never really had my team or, like, a reason. At stick in my teeth. It was around this time last year. You know, I added a little extra month there. We moved to Cincinnati. We're like, God, look at the Bengals down. This team is unbeatable, so it was a perfect time to really... Kind of jump on the bandwagon, just bangles, bad wagon, but just an everyone in general with perfect timing to become a better those fans to see the city like about bangles, no matter what. Is they able to see them go deep in playoffs and make it to the Super Bowl. It's like to see like amazing high street the team on again. Right now, yeah, it's absolute blast. The fact I get to work with them now, I get to do my show with them. Renee all day is saying to me, um why she returned to rest? I feel like last few years been over two years since I left WWE. Since I left WWE, you know, I was playing little seeds, kind of worrying, that scene what it grew, and went a little love doing my podcast, and I feel like doing so many different jobs that kept me very busy and it's been awesome. It's just super fulfilling. But there was something part of me I never felt like I really left a wrestling world. I left the world of WWE degree, and I mean I still have friends with tons of people there. I still like, you know, I kinda keep my eye on what's going on in there. There's something about pro wrestling world, I don't think I realized how I was missing it. I still got to scratch that issue of the way I do my podcast sessions. I have wrestlers to get to tell their stories because I feel like I'm still getting to experience like hanging out backstage. People just getting to see what's like going on that week. How's light going, all that stuff. So, you know, their podcast form is great, but I'm going to miss the TV aspect. So yeah, I love the t- last few years while the world was turning upside down that I was able to stay busy and stay at working from home. I had my daughter like all these great things but I'm a TV person, that's where I started my in business. It's like my true love in terms of rest work, more like kind of looking at the scene with AEW whatever time, opportunities were looking there. I realized it was a great place, landing place for me. My time at WWE gained some valuable experience. There were so many different things I learned from being there and I, and I think really set me up in my career, kind of, whatever else is going to happen to me at the WWE. So n- now to be in WWE, as I all information, like, experience, like, it's like... That I could work for a company where I truly use all these skills, where doing interviews, where I have shows i are going to expand in the next little time. I would love some kickoff shows, something I could truly host, doing interviews. I do get do that. I think my bread and butter is our true skills, hosting different shows, whatnot. So I hope something I would get to do AEW down the line. Even be able to help produce stuff, I think I'll be able to, how much I could be able to really take work with the best, Now i be able to apply that in AEW. So now being able to produce, and I had something that was very nice, I object to me tibia kind of flex in her area but it's been really cool then she talks about her contract she says she has a three-year deal with AEW. I at three years of talent also three year pursuits the contract so i have two different contracts Honestly, she feels her role will evolve for t on tv what we are currently seeing in AEW. like i would love for that role to evolve from tv I would love The rules To Evolve. I think the new AEW, the wrestling company, is a match-heavy show. Not necessarily about the broadcasting and the WWE It was all more about the great matches, showcasing talent in a different way. That being said, though, I mean, yeah, I love like love doing those interviews. I love doing backstage interviews. They're fun for me, especially like I could work with some younger talent. Maybe I've not been in that kind of situation before. Maybe there's so many people I'm dying, dying to do some proper sit-down interviews with. I want to spend more middle time with somebody like, really unpeel some of the layer you fear with some of the characters try to push the stories before we get some context to the fans, some of those wrestlers are. Even though some of the wrestling are like we world renowned stars. If you're a casual man, you might not now know who everybody is, I would love to more, build more context to, to who where we are and really get to that stuff. I also love doing that with podcast to do that. The television you side love, I love to do that. So yeah. This is Renee Capet, cat. He wants she wants to do more of that. So that's good for her. So let's go now. We got AEW president Tony Khan defending his company for several debuts while we're in a relatively short period of time. Let's talk about that now. Over the past month, shareable debuts take place. Recent being Shane Taylor, who confronted former tag team and King Leon last week's rampage while speaking on the background podcast. Tony Khan talked about Taylor's debut, and Chris has seen some fans there, are fans who have seen. Jay and Taylor, before That's Okay, I introduced a new face all the time. When I was young, a younger wrestler fan, I was one of the things I was like about WSLD Nitro. I, the same promoter, I would tell you to use face to interest in new people on TV because they were ones who did it. I guess that's not acceptable no more. Wrestlers come to TV, so TNT is not a new. People's come, about i on the internet. It's something it's new. At the end of the day, you want to listen to what fans are saying. So, yeah. Basically, it's more so like that. Like, fans complain, but... That's Tony Khan. Yeah. Alright. Um, okay. Sasha Banks fails trademark real name min W suspension. Alright, WWE oh, yeah, stars of the base team making moves outside promotion by trademark real name Rafaze Fernando Banks filed for trademark December first with the US patient trademark office. The poor Ross that was with his the front through da- Michael E. Dawkins. So wrestling AW starts with trademarks. Banks as well know me as not paying for W may do suspended for walking on on episode raw. So yeah, like shout out to Banks making trademarks and that's okay. She's going to do Japan and stuff, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty much. Alright, Pro Legend Brian Winnihan, and I see you following hard time earlier today, the fame early this week. The family of pro wrestler Barry Whitney has so sad news that the W Hall of Famer suffered a massive heart attack while traveling through the airport Friday night and at ECU at the ongoing emergency procedure. Mike Ronda, the daughter of Whitney, brother-in-law Mike, Mike, Micah. Oh, you mean Micah Rotunda and Mike Ronda. Sister Bray Wyatt, to go fund a GoFundMe campaign to raise money for medical expenses. Description to fundraiser Michael revealed that women doesn't have health insurance and he's been limited to work injuries he suffered during his legendary injury career. Like, mm hmm. With these signs, I informed my uncle. This is from he said that Barry suffered a massive heart attack Friday evening through, through the Atlanta airport. His darkest fear became a reality as he went to cardiac arrest. Currently ICUs are gonna assume to save his light. As a fan, we are patiently waiting to be okay. But as of now, the future are certain. As in the future may his position those who have formerly doing their lives, the lives of craft. with him as a as an iconic bank as an American freshman wrestler, traveled the world for decades, entertained people. Ages with as some and, awesome, and then have a charisma. After all, so years of wrestling matches, traveling worldwide, he experienced number of tagging, saying injuries. Ended up going through multiple surgeries, led to other health complications. Barry hung his booth for the last time in early 2000. Since then, he has been limited with work due to his medical history and left with health, uh, health insurance to face those times. One of the greatest stress and hardship when that comes to medical extensive medical expenses that he's taken on. is always overwhelming to the least. We are politely asking for any equipment and financial assistance to help cover his medical expenses and bills and see through his time. So yeah, Winningham is, is best known for wrestling as a member of the Icon 4 Horseman Stable as well as the N- holding NW World Championship in 1993. 2012, Winningham has inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame for Horseman stablemates with flair Arn Anderson, Tilly Blanchard, and J.J. Dillon. Yeah, so sorry for Winningham. He'll be okay. Yeah. There was an update to this. Like, like, Bray Wyatt said he's going to be doing okay, so... He's come out of the hospital okay, so this is good. That's the update from Bray Wyatt himself. Yeah. Alright, let's go to another news stories. WWE reported discussing Roman's working both nights at WrestleMania 39. We are a room in Mills where, where Erling will guard potential plans for Roman arranged at WrestleMania 2039. The showcase of still four months away, Cody will this week. But Cody Rose has always been a front runner for the spot Roman Reigns challenger. While storyline dictates Sami Zayn could be a viable option, WWE continues chasing a dream match for Roman against The Raw. So many good options for the travel sheet fans will see which company goes to company first week in April. We There's no copy plans for shows yet, but as Jake Nelson writes, Wrestling Observer News discussions have been held regarding how Re- Reigns on both nights of WrestleMania. So what rain What Meltzer says that one of the things talked about internationally in WWE is for Reigns that wrestled both nights at Mania with the working idea being Cody Rhodes, Dwayne Johnson, nothing to finally, athlete today the best bet is that we won't take place like that. There's all the talk of splitting up titles or raw championship at Mania anything until probably anything until probably mid January and perhaps been finalized because of Royal Rumble for year this year. It's just talk the clear reaction when I knows that. Johnson won the Rumble thing as an eternal pie in the sky idea, which, of course, is a perfect world. What do you want to do? But that's hardly means a perfect world scenario it's going to happen. Again, Johnson's probably bigger things on his plate, like the NXL launch, movies, TV, TV, whatever. And as to that, Reigns had to defend his titles since he defeated Logan Paul and Sardaran on November 5th. As part of bloodline, he emerged victorious in the board games matches Survivor Series. So we don't know the rocky room is gonna happen in WrestleMania 39 in Hollywood. So I don't know. So let's let's stick through it. And yeah, honestly, like maybe if wrestling is something you wanna be or not to be, like I don't care. Okay, one more thing. I will review Final Battle and it will be uploaded on Monday. Stay tuned for that. That's all I have to say. This is the Gus podcast. I'll see y'all next. I'll see you on next Saturday. And one more time, stay tuned for the Monday review. Of final battle it is on. is on. It's gonna be on subscription service thing. So make sure to subscribe to listen to my final battle review. So that's all I gotta say. See you on next Saturday. Bye.